everything I know I learn from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some Damn the new 52 Buying up every issue on DC Not exclusively what I'm into Bastards comics with the healthy Wolverine classics The soul down below So anything can go Hell be exclusively fill the past enemy, saber tooth. And you killed your dad for the second time in hell, man. Tell me that's not badass. CMFP's on the move. CMFP's loose. Hear the comments trying to get bored. It's only an hour show. Dusted, 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 co-host. Kevin, 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 this is my idea. <laughs> That's the the noodling that the Thundercats cartoon did. and Because that was like kind of pretty technical, not really metal. It's real, it's real technical finger work on those frets. Definitely, yeah. The new one, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know if they got something equally as awesome. Yeah, I don't know, actually. I've seen, clips of, I've seen clips of the new show, but... Well, after the creator died, I just kind of, you know, my interest died with him. Jesus. That's no, a, not really. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> I just don't have Cartoon Network anymore. Yeah, so. I don't have, I'm poor. I can't afford that shit. Welcome to Comic Bastards motherfucking podcast. CBMFP is the name, so you can say it in public and mixed company. It is a podcast affiliated with a comicbastards.com. You're listening. We thank you. We're talking. It's 50-50. You can go either way. It's going to either just embarrass all of us or just be fun. Just fun. We'll let you decide, though. Yeah. You want to... Should we touch on some news things? Uh, there's not a lot of news. No? Like... A lot of... There was some speculation. I couldn't even find a way to talk about this speculation because it is so dumb well what do you got let's see if we can speculate now well on, on dumb. so mtv geek Ugh. marvel released a point one cover okay shows a uh, dirty blonde young man holding mm. a gun with oh. a symbol on it and they were like this has got to be star lord and bendis and mcniven are working on guardians of the galaxy which in concept it makes sense because Bendis is your go-to guy. Right. You got a movie coming out. Right. Stick him and a big-name artist on it. Right. Fix that shit up. Even though it wasn't broken, it was just neglected by the previous. Exactly. It's just... He's such a, like, home run hitter for the uh, Marvel family. Not that one, but the other one. And, yeah, you're going to... You want to get people hyped on this movie, right? Exactly. So you you put him on it. You give him a, you know, two-year run on it before the movie ever comes out. Right. Before you know it, you got 13 Guardians of the Galaxy book. Rolks is rolling with one of the teams, and right. there you go. That's so, I mean, that was kind of the speculation. The thing is, the symbol on the gun, like Star-Lord, he wears a symbol on his chest. It's almost like a, a flame, like kind of like a flame bursting out of a, right. a pit. And uh, that's it. He wears it on his chest. He doesn't have, like, a special gun that he uses. He just, he kind of just picks up whatever pistol's close and... That gets go, dirty know, with it exactly just popping heads left and right with whatever gun is handy so i don't know if bendis is changing that you know making it a little more brandable by having could be this is the star lord gun kids want to buy guns so how are you going to sell that <laughs> <laughs> put a sun symbol on it i'm gonna buy this so i don't really understand the leap in logic there of like oh that symbol equals star lord equals guardians of the galaxy like i can understand put these two titles or two right on, on that title done the pairing makes sense but exactly the you know the logic of how you got there there is none yeah there grab it a, grabbing a fucking dick in the dark on that because you're yeah. just like did i get it is that, did i win you're like, yeah, I, it doesn't really matter because you'll know when i mean not to bust their balls but marvel's idea like teasing shit sucks yeah this is like they had a bunch of point one teasers this week that were worse than the one-word teasers. Yeah. Like, here's a cover. Kinda. Here's just one panel. And that's it. No explanation. Yeah. Nothing. So, 
It's like put a little mystery around it. Put a little story in the teaser. Give well, me put. Uh, they're all mysterious because they don't make any fucking sense. There's well, no yeah. context. Well, but like you mystery give a of like, of yeah, give me a it. nibble, man, just so I can be like, oh, I'm getting hyped for this. Not going, what yeah. is this shit? One fucking sentence, something, yeah. anything to kind of give people knowledge of what to go off of. Exactly. So I, I don't know, and I think that point one book or the Marvel Now point one, as they're calling it. It's going to have a million variant covers. Right, so, right. Um, it's going to introduce Agent Coulson into the world of comics because now we just go to the, our, our movies for our comic books. And yeah. you know, let's If you would have told me that 50 years ago, I'd have been like, you're crazy. Yeah. Comic book movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other news, like, I guess it's kind of interesting. And because I talked about, uh, I think I talked about Stumptown last week. Mm-hmm. Um, writer, creator of that book, Greg, Greg Rucka, was in uh, Clint, or is it Clint? Yeah. Clint, Clint, Clint. Magazine. Because you want to say Clit, but you don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're just like, Clit? Man. Cause, cause oh, that no, makes you a, a fucking sicko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was kind of quoted, and obviously, well, um, I think Bleeding Cool broke the story of course because they, they have direct market access to this magazine before all of us because it's based in the UK and um, he's in there talking about how he's just like fed up with how the big two treat the creators. people yeah like right. he talks about his stint at DC and um, how they basically just abused him and he was like you know it's partly my own fault for letting it happen but you know they're they're a big corporation they should know better than, right. you know they should know how to like kind of stop that from happening and they didn't yeah it's the same on the same hand you know big corporation they should know better big corporation and always it's going to happen yeah and he talked about marvel's decision to put uh the punisher on uh the thunderbolts right and how because he's he's the head writer on punisher right like that's his book that's his vehicle he's done i think he's up to almost 20 issues now then he mentioned that like he's like i know marvel owns the character so there's really jack shit all i can say about it or yeah he's like i know they own the character but they didn't even consult him at all they were just like hey your character it's on this other book now and he just had to find out the way everyone else does where it's like here you go yeah (laughs) it's on here's what's happening surprise so surprised i mean he's been doing a lot of creator-owned work and he's always done creator own work at this like to coincide with his mm-hmm. corporate gigs but he's it sounded like he's getting to the point where he's just going to go all creator own and, and kind just of fed up with like stuff. the man and the rules yeah so it's pretty interesting i i thought i thought that was interesting that he actually talked about that because so many creators we all know that they're going through that shit but they never say anything and he's yeah. just like you know what i'm a big boy now I got a big enough fan base. I don't fucking need this shit. If they're going to treat me like shit, I'm just going to call it out on it because, you know, people need to know. That's the thing, though. Like, a lot of the, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, who knows, a lot of the creators or artists or what have you don't have that solid, like, stability or that base to venture out and be like, you know what, I am going to do a creator own. Maybe they just, some people don't work really well that way. They kind of need that guidance. No, some people are just 100% corporate structure. Yeah, the workers. You know, he's like the exclusive days are over which they've been over is kind of like oh you're like five years behind on the exclusive thing yeah um where they don't care so much that they have top talent just as long as they're putting the books out right that's it so you know they're gonna get anyone they can you know and they will like they can get a slew of people they can give some guy on the street they can give one of us a book for a month that's all they care about as long as that book comes out that month that's all they need that book would be sick if they gave it to us. Yeah, that would be true. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard because it's just like something, it's like like an abusive relationship or something. Exactly. No, it's Sometimes that's is. when you, that's all you know. And that's, you're like, well, if I, you know, take myself out of this equation, what's going to happen to me? What, I mean, you know, he's got to eat. He's probably got bills, you know. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the books don't sell so well on the creator own side. Who knows? No, I mean, his Ani stuff has done fantastic. I mean, he's got, like, library edition, collector's editions of Queen and Country, and, I mean, Stumptown sold, like, fucking hotcakes. So, you know, I mean, I think Greg Rucka is one of those creators that could do whatever he wants, really. And he could just, like, he could easily move over to Dark Horse, move over to Image, and do just fine. Right. So, we'll see. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll finish out 
whatever is left of his Marvel contract and just be like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. I had this sick-ass Punisher idea. I'm just going to go put, name him Terry, and Terry and me are going to go. Yeah, then you shit. own Terry and me, and then you can do whatever you want. And yeah. Probably best in long Terry with an eye. Yeah, that's but fine. But he's still a dude. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. All right. Sure, you know, we'll put you in the solicit, and if nobody picks it up, it's your fault for naming something <laughs> so stupid like that. <laughs> so that's it for the news, I think. I don't yeah. know. I didn't really see anything else other than no. There's nothing. There's like a couple Hollywood. of yeah, more uh, Hollywood uh, raping your dreams and pillaging what you used to hold dear to yourself. <laughs> we should. Well, we should talk. About, what is that? Um, that mass book. Fuck, what was it called? I can't remember. You posted it about how NBC picked it up paranormal detective couple based out of oh midnight mass midnight there we go I yeah i guess they, with another yeah i think um i think it was nbc that wanted to pick it up i i heard like it did its rounds in hollywood a while ago but everyone's kind of like eh, eh. but now the comic books are like the new shit right now yeah it, and everyone wants a tv it, show yeah they dusted off the <clears throat> scripts or whatever and they started pitching it again and yeah i guess they're doing it it sounded hmm. like. Um, it didn't sound like a Vertigo comic book, to be quite honest. Really? I don't know if maybe reading it was better, but I'd never even heard of it. Not that I'm like, I know all Vertigo comic books, ever, all of them. But right. Like, just seeing the uh, the cover format and stuff, I was like, oh, I was buying a lot of Vertigo during that time. I don't really recall this one, you know? Yeah, I didn't. Just didn't seem like kind of their cup of tea, and when I read your blurb about it i was like oh i don't want to watch this <laughs> i don't want to watch this sorry on a TV show. <laughs> yeah it's not your job to oh. sell me on the fucking book that's true like <laughs> yeah that's what we do here like We're... a basically a hoity-toity couple that investigates like supernatural s type things don't we have that enough, enough of those already? Is it, enough is what you like, meant like fringe like ending and i know some people are like oh, and i hear it's really gotten really good but you know whatever it's like i don't need part two Technically, part three since. Yeah, it reminded me of Mystery Society, but not as fun. I don't. It didn't sound anything like Mystery Society. Maybe either. just because they were a couple. Yeah. Yeah, that's all my brain saw, and I was like, "Couple? That means two. <laughs> that means this book, right? <laughs> I yeah. like you. Yeah. Who knows, man? I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where they could just put it on TV, and no one would know it was a comic. Yeah, it's just almost like that safe answer that Hollywood wants to find when it can't put yeah. fucking people in spandex and shit. I, I just don't get when Hollywood's gonna realize that, you know, you only get to brag that it's a comic book movie if it has a huge fan base, really. Because right. otherwise, it's just like, it's yeah, gonna, you just made like two hundred people happy. Yeah, it's gonna get lost on the mainstream. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's a double edged sword. You're trying to get that comic crowd, but you're really just hard up for ideas. <laughs> they're, they're very hard up. They're, they've been. It's not so much that they're hard up for ideas. They're just scared to take anything new. Yeah. They're like, does that already test the water? Someone else? Somewhere mm -hmm. else? Do that? All right. Let's do it then. Fucking pussies. So, I just want to talk about that one because I just thought it was such a weird. It was odd. Hollywood news. It's just like, where the fuck is this coming from? Yeah. NBC. Man, no, no wonder you're number three or four or five or CW eight. CW beating you yet? <laughs> like, what's Seriously. going on here? Turn that fucking place into a car lot. What about? You want to go into books, or do you want to you want to break out your toolbox? Let's uh let's do the toolbox. Toolbox. Uh oh. Rumble, rumble, monkey wrench. <laughs> Neil notes pliers. <laughs> Using them together. Don't know why. Dustin's got his toolbox out because if you're new to the show, we like to we like to take characters you know and love and fix them. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's just be honest. After a while, so many different incarnations of them, writers, storylines, artists. There's so many interpretations of a certain character. And then after a while, you're like, this character sucks. This character's all fucked up. Exactly. It's got so much shit to deal with or worry about. And it's in, well, this character being... The Scarecrow from DC Comics. Not Marvel's really shitty version of this. That guy is broke beyond repair. He's a uh, fall asleep in the fucking garage with the car running, bro. He's like, wow, really? You both, you got a scarecrow character too? What's he, what's he do? He just lights himself on fire and dies in the third <laughs> issue? That sucked. So, <laughs> there you go. I fixed Marvel scarecrow. But we're going to focus on DC's scarecrow, which cannot be solved as easily. What do you, what do you think you start? 
Well, I mean, what got me thinking about this was uh, I was watching Batman Begins in Spanish. Long story. Don't ask. I don't speak Spanish, by the way, in case anyone's wondering. And um, nope, <laughs> they were wondering. But so you know, Scarecrow plays a, a big role in that. And I started thinking about his other roles in the rest of the, the next two movies, and it was such a like the good start for a character that they just did not use. Like he could have been such a bigger player in all of those stories. But it feels like even they got bored with him. Exactly, and I mean, Killian Murphy did a great job, and he had like a very cool and distinct look for him and it got me thinking scarecrow's costume blows it doesn't i mean arkham games aside yeah he looked better in those but just that costume sucks and i don't even think he needs a costume i don't think he needs to dress up like he should have just be like a penguin-esque character where this is this almost is just like look. a dashing type of guy that's just creepy as all hell yeah, I, I honestly think he should look dashing. Instead of the way he looks now, he looks like creepy, like, book nerd. He looks like a, ped- like a pedophile. He does, yeah. yeah. So... Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> exactly. Dated. <laughs> Still funny sometimes, though. Um, but yeah, I don't... I think... And I think that would be scarier for his psychology if he was, like, this dashing, charming guy. Yeah, and yeah. He could almost just, like, sit there and talk to you and put the fear into you why... You know, just like mesmerizing yeah, like you with his looks and shit. High, um, Dr. Jekyll Hyde kind of thing. That was like, who's on right now? Yeah. And I think it's just the, the focus has been so much on that he's small and he's weak and he wears mm-hmm. a stupid costume. And he's almost like turns himself into like a boogeyman character. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, I'm, gotcha. I'm behind the corner. Ooh, don't let Arkham <laughs> open up. I'm going to put a bunch of drugs on the street. Yeah. It's you like, know, and the fear gas just isn't that cool. And. In Blackest Night, there was this point where he was terrorizing Gotham without any fear gas. And that was really cool. Yeah. And I was like, they should keep that. And they totally just were like, we're done. We got rid of it. Um, and I just really think that that's where it should be. Is like the drug only kind of increases his, his just like his energy, his, I don't know, his like, uh, like his presence. Like yeah, his, exactly. Because, like, I think what the problem is with him is um, he's a gimmick character. That's yeah. just been he's a gimmick bad guy that you know the Bat Family or whatever go up against, and you're like, all right, well, what's your shtick? You're gonna get a bad dream. You're like, okay, yeah, it's like you're, two issues at the most. And yeah, and then done. and then someone just kicks him in the balls at the end. And they beat him. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the thing is like they focus so much on him being physically weak. And he relies on all these gimmicks, the gas, the just, and, and like no one's really scared of him per se. They're scared of it's, the gas and what the gas will do, and that's why you avoid him. Yeah. And I think, like he could be kingpin and uh, like the kingpin of Gotham. Like that's what I'm saying. He could go up against the Penguin, mm-hmm. and they could be rival gangs. Like they should be the new mob. Yeah. And I don't think DC has a grasp on that. Of okay all these costumes came in and, and it changed everything for the mob. And, you know, like even the movies have a focus on that too, where there's mm-hmm. just like, well, what does the mob do now? Yeah. They're the new mob. They should have their own gangs. They should have their own territories marked out. And they're constantly fighting. And the Joker is just this wild card that goes through and just everyone's territory. And they're just like, yeah. no, no one touches the Joker done. But you have fucking black mask in one corner. You got, um, scarecrow, in another corner, penguin. Another Cause they'd be sick. Cause they'd be like, who do you work for? He's like, I work for the scarecrow. And you know, they always just work for him. Cause it's like, they're scared of what will happen. So you, yes. they, he just rule, he rules them with fear. They should be scared of the guy. Like his team should be built out of big, tough motherfuckers. They're just they're fearful. scared of this, this, you yeah. know, just normal looking, normal dude. looking dude who has like an athletic bill. Like, I don't mm. think he should just be this like dainty man. He should yeah. just be like, Huh. You, you're an underwear model. Whatever, you right. know. He's a little diesel. Maybe he gets he exactly. gets up early. He works out a little bit. He's got a I mean, healthy regiment. He's not doing 300, no, you know, reps no. of uh, 250 or anything like that. But you know, he's got a little little chub around the waistline that bothers him at times. <laughs> he's a normal dude. Exactly. But I think he should just have this like kind of dashing look to where you, you see him in public and you're not like, oh, that's a fucking scary. Dude, he right should. There. He should speak like a politician. Like everything he says, you're just like, oh. 
Like you, it's almost like this you, alluring you speech. Yeah, yeah. And then, it, and that's when he hooks you. When he knows he has you, then he's just like, yeah. "I'm gonna take you down Fear Street, motherfucker." Dude, yeah, he could be like, "Cut your own throat." You'll probably do it because you're exactly. just like, I think. And the reason, you know, I mean, however you want to work in the scarecrow angle, I still think that that name works. I still think that gives an idea. Oh yeah, and, like you the know, horrible things he can do. And he could still be like a drug pusher or whatever and See, pushing could, a fear drug. That'd be sick. Like. If he just had like that was like the first level of his fear it was just be like the words he'll say yeah and then because first he lets you hear it then he lets you see it and then you feel it like he's at these three levels yeah and if so like on the third level of him making you you know go in the old route you got the visions and you're sweating and you're shitting your pants and shit snakes that, around your fucking arms yeah like, ah! yeah you're fucking pissing unicorns because you're so hepped up on this shit <laughs> that's his like ultimate evil level he'll never he never really shows anyone that. Because, you know, it, yeah, it gives that, you cardiac arrest and shit. Your fucking head explodes. That should like, be, like, his murder. Like yeah. His, his death kill. Like, exactly. Like, right there. Like, and all he's like, level three, you're dead now. Yeah, ex- yeah they and should people should be so fucking, like, messed up from level one mm-hmm. that when the few that have gone to level two are just like, you never want to go level two, you know? And like, obviously, you don't call it, like, level one, level two. Right, because that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> stage one. Stage two. I got stage one scarecrows, man. I'm sweating. <laughs> Someone give me an Ars Julius. See, Bill, he survived stage three, and then Bill's like, "I never did. I just tell people that so they'll leave me alone in the locker room." Yeah. So I mean, I think something like that one, like it puts more depth into him. It, it makes him interesting. It makes so him when he shows up, instead of just showing up, going, "I'm wearing a potato sack. Who's scared?" You're like, yeah. "Oh my God, Scarecrow, what are you doing?" Because one thing I'll give the movies is that they always found something interesting with him to do with him. You know, the first one, he, he played a key role. Then the second one, he was just kind of became, like, a drug pusher. But he had this, like, little crew, and he was like, I'm here. I'm not going away. Yeah. Like, as minute as it the, was, he did have, like, yeah, a he purpose showed in a way. The, that, you know, masks were there to stay. Right. And that because Batman wouldn't kill, he was always going to be there, mm-hmm. inciting fear or whatnot. And the third one, I don't think Kevin's seen it, so I'm not going to ruin it for him. No. But, like... His role in the third one was really fucking cool, too, where I was like, wow, this is probably the most interesting part of this movie for me right here. It's just his little tidbit. See? And he never once put on the mask, and that was the important thing to me, where it's just like he did everything just face facing you. Yeah, face value. And that was just, like, really cool. And so it just kind of got me thinking, like, man, why, why can't DC do this? Why, why hasn't someone figured out that – your, you know, costume villains you're only, are the new mob. You're only as good as your bad guys. Yeah, and that's de- and you know that's why everyone loves Batman because he has great villains. But exactly. it's like they're so disorganized. Yeah, you know, like where's Two Face's crew? Where Two Face has two sides of the city. He's just like that's mm-hmm. how I roll. You know, it's so simple. It's so simple to cut up Gotham with their own personalities and make it make perfect sense for yeah. everyone, and just like that's it. You know, and then Batman, you know. You could actually make him detect shit because he's like, oh, we're in Two-Face's nah, territory. That's too because, hard to write. No, it'd, be, it'd be easier because he's like, oh, we're in Two-Face's territory now, you know? And then, like, he'd be like, we should, we should talk to Two-Face. Cuts his detective skills in half. Dude, that'd be sweet because, so. like, you know, in the neighborhoods and stuff, they have, like, the tagging and the gangs and stuff. You could have, like, a lot of statues or anything with faces just have, like, an X through the side of one of them. You'd be like, uh-oh, Two-Face. I mean, everyone knows that, yeah. but that's for, like, the tourists and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's for, the, like, the average people. Like, oh, shit, it was rolled into Two-Face. Uh, I went to the bad subway in Two-Face's hood. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. Teddy, is there a good subway? <laughs> Shut the true. fuck up. I'm hungry. I mean... I take a cab everywhere in Gotham. Breaks a fucking bank, but I don't get mugged as much. I only get robbed by one in three taxi drivers. That's what I would do. I would open up a cab. <laughs> really cheap, too, because yeah. they're going to use you all the time. We're cheap and we're fast. We'll get there. Minimal gunshots. We've only had one person die. Not our fault. Killer Croc popped out of the sewer, ate fucking everyone. And that's and the sewers are all Killer Crocs, but he has his like little den area. Yeah. That'd be cool. It'd be sick as hell. DC needs to get us into Think Tank. I'm not like stroking around dicks here, like, oh, our ideas are the shit. But come on, man. I know every geek, nerd, asshole, fuckface has been sitting in a comedy shop. Just went, oh, shit, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and they've had this conversation that's like, because, I mean, as nerdy as you want to get, I don't think Gotham is a character anymore. No. I mean, I know you had the court or whatever, but they were just under, they were just like, whatever. It's... If anything, I think that kind of... Hurt it more, if you ask me. Yeah, it changed the landscape and made it 
Gotham didn't make it a character. It made it more of like the character is now the Talon. Yeah. And the Court of Owls rather than vice versa, where the Court of Owls are just part of the character like of Gotham. Yeah, like it's heritage and shit that. And then they can even have, you know, maybe the Court of Owls has everything above like, you know, like. 20 stories or something mm-hmm. make that interesting it's like we don't rule the streets but we're fucking high above you just like owls exactly just you know don't come up to we're our always, territory we're always watching we, we, and they just let the little dirty people bang around in the streets and shit yeah so there you go i mean some people are like well it doesn't work with the new quarter that well there you go i made it work yeah ball's mouth and that'd be that'd be kind of cool actually to just be like oh we don't we don't go above because uh, they're dignified and shit and they got lineage and they don't they don't need to like yeah go around and mess with like the vermin so i don't know i think that'd be that i think it cool. i think it works i mean you fix scarecrow and you'd fix a lot of other people too you fix scarecrow you modify the city a little bit yeah and, and you just you still have your wild cards like i said joker's untouched he doesn't have a territory but people just like yeah you know he's got like an encampment in any any part of the town he wants Dude, he's people like the breeze like, man he's anywhere and exactly. everywhere yeah so and then all the other little B-list. Because if you really think about it, Gotham, you would never go there. Ever. No. Ever. That, that should <laughs> no, be a, you wouldn't. Like, Gotham should be a fucking ghost town. Because yeah. it should be a, an old dead city that no one goes to because there's so many fucked up people yeah. there. Yeah, realistically. I mean. Yeah. So People wonder why we live in L.A. And they're like, I don't know. I, don't, I would never live in L.A. And it's mm-hmm. like, but I would never live in fucking Gotham. I would live in L.A. 20-fold over that shit. Gotham's not real stupid. You're like, I wouldn't live there. I wouldn't live there if I was fictional. <laughs> exactly. Go to Coast City. I got like one in ten chance of my city getting blown up and me dying. At least it'll be quick. Nothing ever happens to Gotham like that. No. <laughs> it's because the fucking universe is like, no, we're kind of a little, we're skittish. Mm-hmm. Of Gotham. There you go. There you go. Scarecrow. 100% good to go. Yeah, I think that would do it. Right. If you guys have any other characters, doesn't matter from any walk of life, <laughs> Marvel, any, any DC, company. other, yeah, whatever, uh, you know, feel free hit us up on the Google Plus, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you, whatever is whatever is good for you. You can even use the contact button. That is a great website. way to get a hold of us. Yeah, that is, yeah, hit us up. See if, if there's a character you think you'd like to hear our spin on it at least. Maybe we'll surprise you. Except for Spawn. There's no fixing that guy. Mm-mm. No, wait, we, already, we already touched on Spawn, didn't we? No, not really. We've touched on a bunch, so I can't really tell you them all right now off the top of my head. But if you like to peruse our back catalog of podcasts, please feel free. Um, yeah. We've Always available on the website as well. Yes, exactly. Under the CBMFP tab. Yes. <laughs> so that that is that. Is that. We're going to move on to comic books. Books we've read. <laughs> what little books do you have in your head? Dusted. <laughs> You're going first today. No, we're going on a series. Oh, we're going right. to go on a book that we both read. We are. Commemorating the release of a game that I'm going to fucking play till my hands break and I get arthritis and shit. Oh, can I be honest? Okay. I don't want to be here right now. I, I, I want to be playing Borderlands 2. That is, that is a crock of shit. Yeah, I love true. being I here. Love you. <laughs> Actually, I was looking forward to this just so I could talk about Borderlands 2. But like, everyone want to talk about Borderlands 2? Let's do it. A game, a video game came out called Borderlands 2. In case, <laughs> yeah, that's <Dustin's> a tirade. <laughs> fucking confused everyone. And if you didn't know, according to Abby Arid, the ex-producer of Marvel Studios, video games are the new comic books. I don't even know what that means. I don't know either. It's just a really dumb statement, but I just thought of that you know tied in. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand that when he said that. I don't know. I think that was just his way of saying, I used to do comic book movies. Don't forget. Now I'm doing video game movies. Yeah. They're the same, but completely different. Enjoy that Metal Gear movie coming out, guys. Basically what he was trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, so Borderlands 2 came out. Borderlands 2 came out, and it's radical. Also, Dark Horse. No. No. IDW. No, I want to go to Dark Horse because we're talking about video games real quick. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I figure you get the prototype shine. Good, yes. All right, so Prototype 2. We're going to take a little dance over here. Prototype 2 had a 
digital only um, tie-in book. Was it on? Yeah, go ahead. IDW for Borderlands. Yeah, and then Dark Horse for Prototype. Prototype. Um, So I got a copy of it. And uh, thank you for that, everyone. Yeah. And we know who. Yes. Dark Dark Horse. Thank you, (laughs) Dark Horse, for the the copy of it. So they were like, hey, you know, you know, play the the game, see what you think, whatever. And I pretty much have (laughs) raped the game. I I haven't played video games in a while, just mostly because we do this website thing that takes a lot of uh, time. And I sat down with this because I played the first one, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to play, I'm going to play Prototype 2. I enjoyed the first one. It was all right. Uh, it was better than Infamous. And, uh, yeah, I really like this game a lot, actually. They made a lot of improvements. The story is actually pretty good. Um, still kind of does the, I mean, it's like their gimmick where you absorb someone mm-hmm. or consume them, I should say. And you see their like little flashbacks, and it's kind of annoying on the screen. You're just like, this show me is normal. I don't, I don't want to right. see this extra shit. Big production and crap. Um, but the gameplay and the power set and just like the story progression was really good. So. No, here's the thing. On the comic book, do they kind of keep in that same world, or is it kind of just like, oh, here's just a story in that universe? The comic book. I honestly think that if you played the game and went back and read the comic book, it would be better. Mm. Like. It wasn't like the comic book was okay, but like I read it before the game right. came out, and the first story was pretty good. It was like follow the main character from the first one, Alex Mercer, and he was kind of trying to find his path in life. And he just kind of throws his hands up and he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going mm. hardcore. And Yolo. he does in this new game. Mm. Um, and then the second story didn't really make a lot of sense until I played the game, though, because it follows. Uh, this, these people trying to escape the, the yellow zone, which is a part of New York that has some mutant outbreaks, but still somewhat under control. Like, people are living there because they're like, well, we're not really sure if you're infected yet or not, so we got to keep you here. Mm-hmm. Like so a quarantine kind of... Kinda yeah, it's just like a giant, uh, like, ghetto encampment where they're like, yeah, you, you don't work or anything, but we can't let you leave. Right. Um and so that was actually pretty interesting. It was like, oh, you know, now that I have this game knowledge, that I made this actually kind of cool and worth it. So Put more like levels they, into the story in a way. Yeah, exactly. More so if, if you played either of the games and maybe you pass on the comic book, like you should probably go back and check out the comic book. So it was pretty, cool. pretty interesting from uh, Dark Horse. Nice. So there you go. I, I always wondered about that. Yeah. And keep it on the same tangent of video games comic books crossing over kind of sort of um idw did borderlands so mm-hmm. uh, gearbox 2k free, free yeah it's book. a free comic book i know everyone just i i, I pause <sighs> for the gas so everyone go oh shit it, what, can i make a little note real quick uh, uh, yeah i find it really weird they didn't really promote this <laughs> at all didn't know it came out yeah. no clue it existed i found one like one random site that knew about it at the end of August. I, that was it. Was just like where did, it, where did this come? It from? must have been a secret because I was like I I stumbled across it accidentally myself, and it was funny because you put the review up, and I was like, oh shit, he must have found this too, or did I miss a memo? Yeah, it was just just random. The um, I don't know how do you, basically it's a it's one of four. It follows the origins of Roland, who was basically a protagonist in the first game. And now he's kind of like a supporting character storyline mover in the second. He's basically the guy that has the guns. (laughs) He's the soldier class. Yeah. The soldier class. In the second game, he's the, he's a mission provider. That's it. He gives you missions. This comic, I guess it was, it was written by the lead writer of, the first game of the first game it touches basically on well you want do you want to set it up like you know it touches on roland and his crew yeah, go ahead and he's I've in the chatting to him. touches on roland and his crew and he's doing his, they're doing their thing and they're they're sent to they're sent to do a job right yeah to check out this um what was it the crater i can't remember what he called it like this basically a, a big hole in electronic the electronic shocking rhinos that's what shows up yeah. Well, no, that's where they like they know that going in. They're like, I think they call them cubbies or chubbies or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't remember what they call them. It wasn't clever enough to remember. And this was all told to him by uh, 
what, what gun company was it? Um, it's Atlas Corp. Atlas, and they make they're one of the designers. Mostly, I think it's the pistols in the game. Long story short, they go there as a setup to setup. be killed by the Atlas rhinos. Corp. Yeah, the rhinos. Yeah, if the rhinos don't succeed, Atlas is there to mop them up, finish them off with their high brand of arsenal. The rhinos didn't succeed at all. Atlas did all the work. <laughs> Atlas did all the work. Shot that bitch right in the head. Yep. So basically, Roland, his team gets pretty much dismantled. They get their asses kicked, and he's a lone survivor, and he wants to fight the man. Yep. And that's it. Uh huh. I didn't like it. It was a, uh, like I said in my review, it was an average comic book. Like I couldn't, I couldn't be like like. It wasn't so terrible that I was like, this is a two, because it had a beginning, middle, and end. It told a story, even if I didn't prefer, you know, it wasn't right. my preference to like that story. The art was tolerable. It was very technically sound. Um, a lot of the art would look good at times, but then it looked really devoid of detail other times. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, the, some of the character models, I mean, they look great, like the color, like everything, the whole shebang on the people. But then, I mean the world's kind of boring and dry to look at. Yeah, no, it was a and dead it was world. Just a There's void. only like seven people in the world. Yeah. From the looks of the story. Yeah. They're in a big ass like city. Like a rundown city. Abandoned. Yeah. From the looks of it. And some of the banter between him and his team while they're in this little camp, maybe they're in an alley, like, you know, this little makeshift camp that they've created. And just, they're talking to each other like they've never met each other. Yeah. Or they don't know each other. Well, you're just like, how long is this? been a, a team yeah like, like oh roland's done this he's the most hardcore legendary soldier he would never let us down are you saying roland's you know bat for the other side or you know and, just like, and yeah. there's all these little jokes that are laced in it that fucking suck they don't hit a taco joke yeah like oh hit. he destroyed a whole band of mercenaries with a taco no he ate the taco and used the wrapper what the fuck yeah what the fuck like is that a visual joke that yeah. someone just described, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, is a taco slang for like a bazooka? I don't know. The rapper was he just threw bazooka shells at? I you know whatever. I'm not even gonna try to make this joke work. I You'll never care. know because that was it. Yeah. So. Well, I think because we you know pre-planned our discussion a little bit about this, I think the biggest thing was that it didn't capture the. Like the look and the feel of Borderlands. Yeah, that weird, like sadistic campiness in a way. That too, but also just like the when they presents like a character or something. Like right. when the Higgins guy should have show, shown up. It should have been a splash page. It should have been page. like a splash page, whole splash page, just totally just like mm-hmm. really awkwardly there. It was like Higgins, Atlas Corp, you know, done. Yeah, with some little bit witty banter sentence underneath it, like <laughs> corporate <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Something, you know. Um, fuck with two stars, obviously. Of course. And it almost makes me think that they just really didn't believe in this product. It felt like an all. afterthought, like it was sitting on the shelf, and they're like, yeah. oh, Borderlands 2's coming out. Oh, here you go. It's Lisa's Conway we didn't put any faith in for the like the first game. And I, it's like, what's disappointing is the sales of the first game were huge, like to where it did a... It would warrant a little bit better treatment, I should say. Yeah, well, in the fan base... It's out there. It's it's out there. I mean, look at the collector's edition. It's ridiculous. The second one, and the fact that the hundred and fifty dollar version sold out before, like on basically every site that was offering it, sold yeah. out before the, you know, the hundred dollar collector's edition. I mean, it's just this comic book should have had a lot of production value put into it, mm-hmm. and would have sold, and probably sold quite well, and could have possibly been a good video game adaptation. Instead, it just falls afterthought. into the, yeah, it's an afterthought that falls into the bucket with countless others: Gears of War, yeah. Assassin's oh, Creed, Gears of War, oh god, Modern Warfare. That oh, thing's god. unreadable. Yeah. So, this is disappointing. Like, it didn't get me hype. Like, I'm playing the game. I'm excited about the game, and I read this comic, and I was just like, took, fuck this took all comic. the wind right out of me. And I was like, I'm gonna just go back and play the game that I already bought because it is, you know, just. This Claptrap's annoying dialogue was better than this shit. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to take our word for it. It's free. You can check it yeah. out. And you can read and go, you assholes were completely correct. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you can get it from Comicology, IDW's own little Comicology storefront. 
Um, I got it off of a Iverse, mm-hmm. uh, like Comics Plus or whatever I think yeah. it's called. So I mean, it's it's up. I mean, little mm. kids are handing it out in the street. Yeah, read it on my phone. And you're like, get away from me, kid. I don't want to read that Borderlands shit. <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, it's a comic. What else did what what else did you read? I are you, I can uh, talk about what I read because it might go into a conversation, but because it kind of well, and we, we we can convert, right. converse. I read the Justice League. I read a DC book. God damn it! Oh my god! No shame in that, right? No, there's not. Um, I caught up on the Justice League and twelve into zero is basically what I read. The big kiss and it was okay. You know, it's it's starting off of you know. Basically, we, we talked about this last week. Aquaman grabbing his nuts. That's it. Right here. Yep. Nuts. I run this shit. Mm-hmm. I deal with people. I run the ocean. You're a masked asshole that hides in a mansion. You're a green douchebag. <laughs> like, so, you know, Aquaman's name and names and shit. And we got these two. And he's like, and you're a girl. Yeah, you're a you're I'm already married, so I man. can't look at you. Oh, I can look at Oh, Jesus, what is he? <laughs> like, she wear his balls for earrings? Practical. Made him get that dog food. That was true. Know, she got the dog food. I don't remember who got the dog food. The dog got fed, basically. The dog got fed. <laughs> Overfed, some would say. Anyway, <laughs> anyways. Dogs digging in the trash again. Some vet was reading it. He's like, oh my God. This oh. is this is why kids are giving we have an obesity problem with our pets and our children. But I'm concerned about the pets because that's where I make my money. Yeah. Shit, the kids can die. Who cares? Um, so it goes into zero, which basically is Shazam. Shazam. Billy Bats. No longer Captain Marvel. No, they can't call him that anymore, can they? They can. They don't They're do. Just I don't. Not. They, They're. That's confusing, taking right? In, taking it away. Yeah. I wonder why. They don't want <laughs> people to go. I heard the word Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> I'm reading a DC book. Well, fuck, you're dumb. Cause. Uh, Justin has, is privy to a little tidbit of information that DC didn't create him. No, yeah. I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think it's like huge news. Like if people know. I. I don't. I want to say it was a Charlton company. I could be horribly wrong. But yeah, it's just one of DC's mini accusations. Or accusations? No. No, that means uh, they're saying that they did something <laughs> that didn't. Yeah. Some comic speak for you. Um, basically, they had acquired a huge, his character. Yeah, they acquired several failed companies over the years and that's why the previous dc universe was such a mess because you know they had residual companies these companies yeah so we just tried to shoehorn everything into one neat and tidy world and it just didn't really work fucks everything up and the the marvel family was you know one of those those little nooks of dc awesomeness that just didn't really fit in anywhere yeah, it never really worked and i think i mean this it, the zero issue basically it's an origin book you've read it a million times before read it a million and one times yeah just read the jeff smith one it's fucking fantastic and you know billy's shazam that's pretty much it what's his word does he say shazam mm-hmm. so when he says hi my name is shazam he just turns back to the kid he's like ah, shazam Hey, turns back into yeah, well, because yeah, the wizard he was just like say it, and he was like Shazam, and then boom, he's Shazam. I mean, it's th- there was a hu- there's there's humorous parts in the story. Oh, I'm sure there. Of is. like when he goes back to his like I can't remember his name, his little cripple buddy with the. Um, nah, I can't remember it. Off the I can't remember his either. name with the uh, crutches and shit, and he's like, "No, it's me. It's check it out. It's me." And he was like, "No way, dude!" And they hit the streets, and some lady's getting mugged. And uh, he shows up. He turns around. He smacks the dude. Like knocks him to a fucking car. And they're like, "Oh shit! He, just, he killed that I motherfucker." Think he killed him, or at least gave him a lot like, of dental work. Lady, I just saved your life. And he kind of stands there, and he's like looking at her, and she's like, oh, "Okay." She gives him like a twenty. He's like, "Awesome." <laughs> uh, street kids, you can take the street out of them. Not really. You can't. No, you got to beat can. it out of them. <laughs> can't get him scared straight. And then he goes back, and he's like, "We're gonna be millionaires." <laughs> so they're gonna get their fucking hustle on, and that's pretty. You know, I mean, that's that's funny. It's Cause that's what kids would do. Like, yeah, yeah. Give just, your kids superpowers. I mean, I mean that. But my thing is, 
it was decent. It worked. I liked it. It was entertaining because I'm a sucker for those characters. Now more than ever, they need to give the 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 Marvel family their own book. Yeah. Like, get them in there, Black Adam. Get them in there. You know. And do it right. Don't and do it right. This is now. This is the point. Cancel something else. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah. Any it's book. gonna happen anyway. Yeah, Just pick one. I don't care. Just get rid of one of them and give uh, give Shazam give 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 them his own book. I love it. So it's it's now more than ever. Cancel that Aquaman book. I hear it's looking for an artist. So you know, just Dang get God. rid of it anyway. You know, Fisherman's got to go. Fisherman got to go. <laughs> it's gonna happen eventually, people. I mean, you I, and Aquaman's doing well. They cancel that shit. It's true. Oh, we know you're crazy and you got a beard and you're missing a hand. And you got a hook and you got a blue hand, but yeah, this is really working out for us. We're gonna we're gonna call it good. We're gonna call it a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is Aquaman's you know chance. It is. Anyway, we're not talking about Aquaman. I don't know. Hopefully, this is Shazam's chance. I mean, well, yeah, it's just aren't they canceling Fury of the Firestorm and Hawkman and all that shit? Hawkman, yeah, for sure. Good. Let's get rid of that Legion. Firestorm, book. I'm not sure. Yeah, what's up with that? Why is it that shit canceled? Like, mm-hmm. I read one issue. I was like, cancel this right now. Just Legion lost. I was like, oh, double. Le- double order of cancel right here. It should have been called Legion lost interest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's surprising that it's taken them this long to do anything with Captain Marvel. It's almost like no one had a good pitch for it. It's like, hey, we're starting over the universe. Just give it to Johns. He loves them. So. Well, it's like, and they told... You know, everyone write it as if you're writing fan fiction. Okay, so we're starting the company over. I have the Marvel family, and you're telling me to write as fan fiction? Why doesn't this book exist already? I would have went fucking ape shit. I would have been like, give me the Marvel family right now. No, no, yeah. no. We're, first of all, we don't use the word Marvel in these offices, okay? <laughs> Dustin didn't get so, the memo. <laughs> Ca- Captain M? Eh? Hmm? I mean, I get it. It's like you can't use Captain Marvel because Marvel's constantly using yeah. their Captain Marvel. You look like but, real assholes if we keep doing that. Yeah, I know, like, well, she's a lady now, so. She's a lady. That one's on you, whoa, DC. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, whatever. Get, get a shit. DC, if you know someone that listens to this, <laughs> just get, because <laughs> I don't know when they're just listening. Get, get, get this guy a fucking book already. That's it. I, I could have swore that it was planned, or he's just probably just joining. Do it like JLA. Flashpoint, where the kids fucking all form them. Like, that was sick as fuck. That was super sick. Maybe like, or you just mighty more of a power of that shit because you get his all of his little friends to be the other people. You know, you just make his cripple friend the new Black Adam done, and then that would be an angry kid. That would be sick though, and you just have all of his little street friends, and then they could super combine and form giant Shazam, and then a Godzilla esque creature shows <laughs> up, and all of a sudden there's like, oh shit, this this has got real. Yeah, they need. And to then they're just all drinking milkshakes at the end. <laughs> That's it. We sure did topple that government. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, we could sit here and fix Captain Marvel for days, but who knows what they're actually? Yeah, but that's the best part. He has a great jump off right now, and yeah, give him. Maybe a shame if they didn't. I mean, it's taken them a year to get there. I know. I'm, I could have swore he was in the Justice League of America, though. Like he's really essentially the Superman for that team. No, fuck that. He needs his own. Misadventures. Yeah. It was just another one of those characters that everyone loves, but no one knows how to. No one knows what to do with no them to make to, it work. No one knows I guess. how to love them just right. Yeah. Should have just left it with Jeff Smith's capable hands. What did you read? I read um, Dead Man's Run. Oh shit! Number three. I want to say it was uh, Greg Pak. Tony Parker on art, not the basketball player. <laughs> it's like my eye, dude. I always, like, every single time. My fucking eye. I'm in the Olympics. Man, San Antonio's not working out. He plays for the Spurs. I know who he plays for. I just, I don't know if listeners do. Yeah, every time I'm trying to uh, find the other Tony Parker on Twitter, he comes up, and I'm like, no, not you. I know you play basketball. I don't give a shit about what you have to say on Twitter. The other dude should be uh, Tony Parker can't lose. <laughs> Is that a Parker Lewis can't lose? Yeah, it's, I think it's just Tony Parker art. In case you were curious, curious just, so you, that you just said I had to memorize some... it after a while. I was just like, uh, "What is it? Got it. All right, done." Um, basically, this is the jailbreak from hell. 
book where oh. hell is an actual location on the earth like demons and shit mm-hmm. are like right below us and it's a maximum maximum security prison like like a super max beyond super max like super maxes are like is that possible oh, yes wow because you know it has the different layer levels of hell and this sergeant is trying to st- take gold from from hell um he goes inside he ends up getting killed because that's the way shit works when you yeah. you do a monkey paw fucking deals down there <laughs> and <laughs> what the hell man just robbing old lady or just <laughs> gold from well the because hell? angels bleed gold cool yeah they're also fucking huge they're giants whoa so there's a lot of gold and so he um hires this uh chartographer to like kind of map out hell and everything and so when he dies he's like get me tinker because that's his guy's last name and so his guys go and they kill him and his sister because the sister just happens to be in the car with him so that he'll be in hell like wrongfully put in hell Mm -hmm. and uh help him break out with more gold and shit and so the third issue is like uh sam tinker guy has this like group of (laughs) crazy fucking killers and he's promised them to allow them to help you know escape from hell if he helps them find his sister who he says is like a a true innocent that's locked in hell and yeah like it's a it's a pretty cool like little band of characters this the this third issue is like all action <laughs> like hope you don't want a character develop because too much shit is happening right but that's kind of that's kind of nice every once in a while yeah and i mean they're all like killers and stuff there's one chick who has demons like she almost has split personalities mm-hmm. and well, like when the demons take a hold they're just like total dicks like he's like i need your demons to open this door and so she she does it and then uh like all these knives and you know it's like a booby trap goes off he's like whoa what the fuck why do you tell me about that and the demons are like you deal with the demons now sam he's like you got to be more specific oh. and that's it you know just like kind of a dickhead Little, yeah, asshole yeah. and uh <laughs> And so he saves the sergeant, but he tells them that they're taking this, like, back door. So everyone's pissed at him. They're just like, you fucking liar. You're using us. And he's like, I needed this asshole to get my sister and to get the rest of us out. Like, I need him. And uh, she's like, I let the demons out for a lie? She's like, I fucking will kill you. And she doesn't, though. Because he's just like, hey, this is how we're fucking rolling. He's like, you all need me more than I need you. Hands down. You want out? You got to shut up and deal with it. And so it's kind of cool because he's like kind of grows some balls and you're like, oh, that's cool. And uh, okay, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because I have kind of like some theories, but I didn't want to bog down a review of like my theories right. on where it's going. Because the warden has all these chains, like she's chained literally to hell. And they're always just kind of like they disappear into the black behind her. So she could be standing like just in the middle of the, like a field, but you just see like this black abyss behind her and all these chains that's attached to cool. her. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really it's really cool, visually cool, cool concept, and um, she kind of gets tired of all the corruption in in hell because like these guards are working with the, the surface to get this gold out, and she tries to like break through hell, and it doesn't work out. And so I'm thinking, like my theory is kind of like his sister is gonna end up being the new warden. Like oh. you need that innocent to keep hell the, under control. Keep him in check. Yeah. So, and also, I'm kind of wondering why he's in hell. Like, that really hasn't been revealed of, like, why did he go to hell? And he kills someone for the first time because they're like, put up and shut up. I'm tired of, you know, you barking orders. Uh-huh. So he kills a guy. And it's just like, oh, you know, that's kind of kind of interesting character choice. So I'm really kind of curious to see where they go with that. But I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's really good work from Greg Pak, who's, I don't know, he's just phenomenal right now. Like, he's really just hit his stride as a writer, and he's just, pumping awesomeness out left and right so that's by aspen right or it's on the aspen label or yeah it's on aspen aspen comics came out this week um it was delayed for a bit because greg pack's a busy fucking man and he's got like movies going on he's got marvel work going on um so this one kind of i guess took a back burner or or there could be something else i don't know i mean that's kind of what was relayed to me was that you know he just wasn't writing the scripts that quick and it's understandable it's like you know aspen kind of needs him more than he needs them because yeah. he's a big name on their their brand and that's that's big for them so that's sweet it sounds cool like um it sounds super interesting what are the odds of them to trade paperback it 
Oh, they'll, they'll definitely for sure. put it in trade. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you probably won't be able to buy it digitally for a while because Aspen doesn't have any day and date plans, but mm. eventually it'll make it onto digital mm. as well. So and it might even make it into a movie because it's with the, it's co-produced by Valhalla, which is a movie producing company. So Really? Yeah. I mean, it, there's nothing official, but it's yeah, like, but why, it's in-house. <laughs> why would you? Right. You know, if it goes it anywhere, happen? it's going to go to them. Yeah. That sounds actually kind of cool. I should probably be checking that out. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to spill out there? I mean, unfortunately, I didn't read anything new and exciting. I just. Oh yeah, you kind of covered both Justice Leagues at the same time. Yeah, so. I mean, they really. I mean, if you read a Justice League, you're reading Justice League, and that issue was basically to watch them kiss. Are <laughs> they do fucking issue? <laughs> Not really, because they kind of do it at the very end, last page kind of thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the whole issue is just like. Yeah. We already knew what was happening. Yeah, I was just basically trying to. You can see where the lines, the lines starting to be divided amongst them, hmm. and like who's calling the shots, who's the leader. You know what I mean? And you know, so the like Green Lantern team dynamics. Are yeah, it's kind of breaking down, and like he's like, oh, I owned it. You know, I started the fight with Wonder Woman. I, I gave us all black eye to the public, and you know, there's, there's all these little like plot points that are more planted, and gears are spinning, and yeah, it's still, it's still a pretty entertaining book. I mean, regardless. And it just seemed like a lot of the zero issues are just. A lot of people are calling it the new year one. It felt like that because another side, I'd read the Supergirl one and it just basically almost really kind of went to her origins too on the planet of her trying to get off. You know what I mean? Like the politics of getting her off the planet and mm-hmm. why, why was she, you know, rotate, you know, caught in the sun's orbit for so long. Yeah. Basically someone put her there to charge her up. So she her powers so oh so that she would arrive and not yeah she'd be juiced be weak, like exactly like she wouldn't have to spend hell. you know the eighteen years growing up into the exposure of the you know what I mean so mm-hmm. there was like little mm-hmm. things like that and you're like oh that's interesting that's actually really smart yeah <laughs> once for her what character the, huh? we gave forethought on why she just shows up with powers yeah yeah so they do I mean even if it took us a year to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, just little stuff like that, and I know nothing too exciting to really share with anyone. I mean, the last thing across, well, if you're reading across and you read the last one, put a review on the site. Edmund's journey is over, and uh, it ends in very beautiful cross fashion. So I won't tell you the ending because I don't want to ruin these books for you guys. I just want to get you stoked on them. Uh, well, let's see what else. What else uh, can I talk about? Thinking, thinking, loading. You know what I'm going to talk about? Revival. No, I mean I talked a lot about a lot of other. I mean, great books came out. Extermination number four. I'd love to talk about that. But is Revival the one where she caught like that sickle in the chest? Yes. The, okay, I can, I totally tried to find number two, and I was like, oh, this one was kind of slow but interesting. I want to read number two. What the fuck is it? I can't yeah, it already, find it. It already came out. Yeah, I know. I just couldn't find I'll it. I'll kick him out. When I okay. But um, Revival 3, so fucking good. How good is it? Like five out of five good. Shut your mouth, Dustin. Uh, there is, like, what I really loved about this issue is there's so much just, like, hidden in the background of the story. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Just little nuggets for the people that pay attention to get. Yeah, yeah, just, like. But it plays to the psychology of the story. And I know I said nuggets instead of nuggets. <laughs> so please don't go, motherfucker, what's a nugget? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone would have been like, he said that wrong. I do not order. I order nuggets from McDonald's. I don't order when nuggets. When I'm forced to go there. <laughs> when I lose the boat and it's close by. Welcome back, Teddy. Welcome back to McDonald's. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Give me the number of nuggets, whatever that is. Oh, we know. We, we, we call it the teddy around here. We call it the teddy. 30 count, right? <laughs> Just for you. He's just like, these are supposed I'm having to a bad day. Make it 60. These oh, are my supposed God. supposed to be the 50s. I need a double teddy. <laughs> like, why are we talking about this? Anyway, revival. So, um, what I really like about this book is the fact that the. Uh, the sisters in it are, um, they're just like, their relationship's really cool. And the, the one sister is a reviver, I meaning she died at one point and she has come back. 
And the other sister is so focused on that fact that she can't die that she doesn't really think to solve her death. And it's just like I just thought that was very interesting. Like, like she's that just angle so just yeah, is blown so her just, mind more than the murder. Of she can't she can't like focus on why you know like solving her her death and she's so concerned with everything that's going on with her life and her job but like i just love the characters the character moments there's it's a town full of characters and even though we have like our main family that we're following Mm -hmm. you still get all these little tidbits from the other revivers um there's this great scene where she shows up to her ex-husband's house and it's like they have like a normal relationship like it's it really comes across as just two people where it just didn't work out. They had a kid together, so they're still connected with their wives. But there's no animosity between them. Like right. she's not like you're a deadbeat loser, dad, and right. stuff. And she's like, so how's it going? You know, are you finding work or whatever? He's like, no, I. They're still it. civil to each other. Exactly. Like they're very civil. He's like, yeah, I rented out the uh, the garage, so now it's the breadwinner of the family. And I was just like, that's funny. You know, it's just like yeah. it's like a dumb joke, and he's just trying to boost his own morale and everything. And I just like the the characters and the mystery, and there's just so much mystery going on. You get to see an old woman booby. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but Sign she's me like, up. She's like, great. Well, she just had her head chopped open, and they were like examining her because they're like, all right, this reviver's dead for sure this time. Oh, so she's not. She wakes up on the table. They like put her brain back in and like staple it shut. She wakes back up. <laughs> they're like, oh, fuck. So they've just been strapping her down in the morgue. She breaks free, starts wandering through the nursery with a toga style <laughs> and the nurse is like miss you can't be in here don't be touching babies uh ends up at a funeral home because the woman she killed is being buried that day and just starts freaking the fuck out and it's like really cool really just horrific to Wait, see her and her boobs are hanging out the whole time not, not only when she started to freak out otherwise oh. she was just doing toga style so everything was under wraps but when she freaked out you know Saggy boobs fly. Jesus. So this truly just, is a horror book. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's one of like the best image books out right now. Wow. And I just, I love this issue. It's a great issue. So. And it's only, it's only on three, so that's easy. It should be easy to catch up with, right? Yeah. I mean, if anything, you can just get them digitally. Hey, it's the way of the world so, now. Um, I mean, but they're doing like reprints of the. Okay. The first issue for sure. I don't think the second issue has sold out yet, but the first issue for for sure sold out. It's like it's, you know, second print on the way. Nice. Um, I'm pretty sure the second and third issue will probably be the same. So until retailers figure out by the fourth issue that they should order more. Should they order more than six? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dumbasses. So, but yeah, it's a really good book. Check it out. Cool. I will. Will you? That was, that was more for you guys. Like, yeah, because I already did. So, no, you know, I mean, I hope, me. I hope they got that one. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they didn't think you were asking me because I wasn't going to respond. No, I know. That was, cause <laughs> I, yeah. There you go. <laughs> one <laughs> down, pause. a bunch to go. It's the CBMFP. It's the Comic Bastards motherfucking podcast. It's basically an hour of power. We sit, chit-chat, shoot shit, and, you know, talk about comic books and tangents and rants as always we thank you for joining us almost a 50 almost a good lordy almost a 50 almost a year of this too (laughs) these shenanigans wow seems like yesterday twitter (laughs) facebook google plus pinterest tumblr contact tab on the website in case you got something you know fucking awesome to say tip compliment yeah you'd be like hey guys did you hear about this news let me send this tip to comic bastards because they deserve it Sexy. like a juicy tip not like hey this book got announced <laughs> and i'm like looking at it like yeah I already, yeah we yeah nothing that. like uh hey man i had fucking bk today and it burned my butthole and i'm like that's I'm like well is that a tip or <laughs> is that just like fact so like a <laughs> you know like call the health department <laughs> what do you want me to do here stay away from bk is that what you get so there you guys go. Stay away from BK. We'll see you next time. Comic book, Reginald? Are you sure? As sure as I am of your disgusting pig knuckle touch. All right, Reginald. You be careful. Uh, let me see here. I'm just going to flip through a couple pages. Oh. Oh. 
I can't read. <gasps> Dear God. I can't read. I know. <laughs> the only words I know are Bologna and Jalapeno. Oh. Bologna and jalapeno? Oh, that sounds delicious. Our lives are filled with such chows. Oh, it's chaos. Chaos, you stupid slag. <laughs> Don't fight it. When you fight it, it hurts me. Uh, bring in the thunder and dynamite. Why won't you shut up? I'm sweating now. What was that? 